What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. We are past All-Star Weekend. We had a fun time this weekend with everything jam-packed on Sunday. And we're going to talk about that. My name is Julian. I'm here at Brooklyn. What's going on, brother? Not much, bro. Like you said, it was a cool little weekend. All-Star uh, Weekend, the way they did everything. Or really, All-Star Day. All-Star Day. It was cool. Uh, I liked it. Cool little time. How you? How you doing, though? We're doing good, and yeah, again, uh, All-Star week day, Weekend Day uh, on Sunday was fun. <laughs> uh, we didn't have the Rising Stars game, but they did announce the teams, so kind of finding that out was a little strange, but it makes sense to limit the amount of people showing up into this pseudo-bubble they kind of made. Yeah. And, the, I mean, the game and all the events were made pretty fun outside of really the dunk contest, and we'll get more into that, but... Let's uh let's start with the skills competition since that's how we started the the day. And uh, pretty much the big men showed out like they seem to always do in this competition. I love uh since they've started doing the head-to-head competition with the skills comp. It's been so much fun seeing these players go head-to-head and try to they they get the little edge they make the layup go down court and then they just start missing whoever was trailing ends up hitting a big shot takes the win and that happened a lot with this it happened a lot a lot of people came from behind hits a big shot keeps it going and then the championship rounds ends up being uh sabonis and vucevic and sabonis comes out on top yeah i love i love that matchup too because definitely two of the the more skilled big men that we've ever seen. And Mm -hmm. it's cool to see Sabonis, who his dad was known to be such a tremendous big man passer. Uh, It's cool to see him come in and then win the skills competition. Clearly the apple falling not very far from the tree, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. And, uh, you know, the Pacers were represented pretty well. In, in those types of competitions this weekend, which is which is cool, especially because they were like the quote-unquote home team. It happened in Atlanta, but they were supposed to be going on in Indianapolis. So it was still Indianapolis-themed. It's just strange, but they already made the uniform, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, let's talk about the uniforms real quick. Like you said, it was all... Uh... Indiana theme with the Pacers, obviously. Well, what you what are your thoughts on the uniforms? I think the uniforms itself are probably the coolest they've been in a long time, like for the game. Yeah. And then like the warm up stuff, we were talking about it during it. The black warm up jumpsuits they had were sick. Yeah, bro, they were really. They, cool. I think they did a really good job with these, and they're simple, but they fit the mold of what they needed to do. Yeah, very nicely. Yeah, I was I was a big fan of what they were rocking it was just i don't know the the pacers like throwback stuff where they look like they're like race cars and all that it's always been pretty cool to me yeah so i was i was a fan of that we had team lebron versus team durant team lebron was in the yellow team durant was in the blue i thought the yellows looked better personally they did yeah i thought the yellows looked a little bit better but both of them on the court at the same time complimented each other really, really dopely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so skills competition, uh, Sabonis wins it in the final. He takes it representing the, the quote-unquote home team. 
gets <laughs> the big dub. We move to the three-point competition. And this was a loaded field. Absolutely loaded. Man. Donovan, yeah, Steph, Connolly. Ugh. It was loaded up, bro. Jason Tatum was in it. Like The only guy that was really missing, in my opinion, was Duncan Robinson. Joe okay. Harris, too. Yeah, Joe Harris, too. Those three, or those two should have been in it. But it still wound up being great. And I don't think anybody Seeing Zach really ex- Levine in it this year was interesting. Yeah, that was kind of strange. I don't think of him as a three-point shooter. I know he's shooting at a good clip this year, but I don't think of him as a three-point shooter. Yeah. But I don't think anybody expected it to be Mike Connolly versus Steph. For the for the championship, I think it was. <laughs> I think you, you could have probably guessed anybody else. I think if you looked at that list, people probably look at Connolly and they're like, "Oh, he's not gonna do anything." And he he had a really good performance, and it took a Steph Curry Moneyball buzzer beater to beat him. Steph misses that shot, he loses, and Mike gets the crown. But Steph don't miss those shots. Steph don't miss. You Steph need Steph miss. to hit. Steph gonna hit. Bro, Steph was this was a really fun weekend for Steph. It was. He wins the three point competition. He finally gets to play on the court with LeBron at the same time. And he got to play on the court at the same time as Dame. So like the two guys and, his and whole we'll talk career about what been those two to. were doing. Yeah. But those are like the two <laughs> guys he's been like compared to, I feel like, the most in his career. So it's definitely been that was cool to see them all on the same court together. And I know after the game, there was a billion rumors, not really rumors, but just Twitter being Twitter of saying, wow, it'd be crazy to see um, the whole meta kind of work out where Steph's at the end of his career and he goes to L.A. as L.A. also drafts (laughs) Bronny. So you get LeBron, Steph, and Bronny. Yeah. This is ridiculous, but, you know, Twitter being Twitter. Twitter being Twitter. Yeah, Steph wins the three-point competition. It. The two-time champ now. Kind of weird to be the only one once before this, since he's very well known to be the best shooter of all time. So kind of weird that he's only one And that one was in before. 2015, too. Yeah. So that was and he, it's not like he hasn't ago. participated either. I think he's done like three or four since then. So. Yeah. And then, and then the crazy part is for like all the guys that were in that to shoot their 30 to to 90 shots and then go and play the all-star game after is pretty funny. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. And then, you know, Steph goes right into the all-star game and he, and he starts doing that, that Steph thing again, shooting threes, turning around then it hits shooting from the logo. Dame had to yeah, get him on that action. Dimes from LeBron too, pulling up on the logo. Like yeah, it, it was LeBron refused to shoot. He was just throwing the ball to everybody, and that was really fun, honestly. Yeah. Just out there having a blast. Yeah. And th- that's one thing we were talking about, too, uh, while we were watching the game, is everybody just looked like they were having fun. And yeah. that, that's what you want from an all-star game. Yeah, and, and it sucks that, like, having fun when you're playing against Dame and Steph means you have to defend literally from the half-court line. You know, they're not going to actually defend it. So they're getting their best looks all year from half court. And what was it right before the half end? Steph hits one just beyond the half court line. 
And so that dame is like, all right, I guess I got to pull one from literally the other side, the other half. Yeah, that that happens. And also before the half, that whole like minute and a half, two minutes was nuts. Because like you said, Dame and Curry going back and forth, shooting half court threes and making them wet, just straight dripping on them. Like they didn't hit no type of rim at all, just straight net. And then before that, you got CP3 throwing inbound alley-oop passes to Curry, dunking it. And then the very next possession, Curry throws a oop to CP3, and then he dunks it. And then after that, the back-to-back half-court shots happened, and it was just a nuts minute and a half, bro, to end the half. Yeah, it was a whole lot. And CP3 getting the dunk in and Curry getting the dunk in, it's cool little moments. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure that those will be like some top shot moments at some point i know they like asked dame about it at the end there too because dame hits a buzzer beater not a buzzer beater but a game winner like he always does classic damian lillard also pretty much from half court yeah (laughs) and you know team lebron did put a whooping on team kd which we kind of expected with no kd and just how the draft went in general even with kd it was it was to be expected, but they put a whooping on them. And it, it's, it was it's, tough. And it's tough when Giannis is coming out. Giannis won MVP of this game. We haven't even talked about him yet. Giannis won MVP We're of the best game. For last. Sixteen for sixteen. He did not miss a shot. And it wasn't all dunks. Don't don't think oh he just he was taking this into the hole every time. No. No, he was pulling up step back three. A couple of threes, too. Actually, three. Three threes. Well, and even if it was, like, all dunks, we were seeing some guys miss some dunks. Zion was a keen example early in the game. He missed, like, three or four, like, in the first ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there was definitely a few. Because they, they were trying 35 to 35 points hard. on 16 for 16 is nuts. And then seven boards, three assists, like... What a game! Yeah, not not and obviously we we didn't have to tell you this, but it's an all star record. So, yeah, I didn't think that was necessary to say. Yeah, <laughs> felt like a given. Yeah, but just, just in case you were wondering, we got you. You got you. And uh, yeah, I mean, wasn't yeah. as competitive as last year. No, nah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, but I think talent wise, it was a lot more fun. Just for Team LeBron to be stacked and seeing LeBron, Giannis, and Curry all on the same team. Nuts. No, I agree. It's it's yeah, it's been a good it was a good time. It was a good time. We we've been wanting to see LeBron and Curry like play together for forever and I mean some some guys, other guys too, like um the Boston boys, Tatum and Brown both have really good shooting games, so they got to show out a little bit. I know Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. had a, a good handful of dunks, and it was cool to see the big man get involved because big men usually get the short end of the stick in these types of events. Yeah. That's Unless facts. you're Giannis and you're just Giannis. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't count Giannis as a big man. No. I don't just know what to call man, him. man that's big. No, that's it. Just a freak. The Greek freak. Well, <laughs> Can't call him anything else. <laughs> Yeah, I but like you said, the Boston boys went off, the Brooklyn boys went off, and yeah, it was, it was cool. 
Yeah, and definitely you know, dope. right before All Star Day happened, or actually after it was the, it was after, right? I'm not exactly sure when this happened. Former All Star, former Lob City highlight king Blake Griffin gets bought out by the Detroit Pistons, and then soon after signs a deal with the Brooklyn Nets to solidify the super team that they have been forming over there for the last couple of years. Yeah. With now a five-headed all former all-star monster with him, DeAndre Jordan, in their reunion, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. There's a Insane. lot going on in Brooklyn. I don't know how much this addition helps them, truthfully. But it does make them scarier to in in a broad casual view, certainly. It it makes it like you get the L.A. Lob City in Brooklyn with a veteran DeAndre and Blake, but you get more a lot better shooting with obviously the big three that's already there with KD, Kyrie, and Harden. But Blake Griffin has also become a much better three point shooter than what he was in L.A. And DeAndre has shown he's still been high-flying all season long. And Blake comes and gives that as well. Like, you don't know where to defend because if you try to stop somebody, you're leaving somebody open. And on any given night, one of the five is going to have to have a good night, right? So. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I want (laughs) to say yes. But it's, I don't know. Here's what I'm going to say. You mentioned that Blake Griffin's shooting a better three-point percentage. He's not. His best three-point year was as a Clipper, 2015. And since then, he has gone nothing but down in three-point percentage. He's shooting barely above 30% this year. I think around 31. He hasn't dunked since 2019. If you're on Twitter, you've seen this narrative all week. He hasn't dunked since 2019. He's shooting 36% as a big man who's supposed to be great in the paint. And he's not a good defender. So I really don't know how much he's actually going to bring. He was in Detroit. I know he wasn't playing. I get that. I understand that. But are you intentionally missing shots? I don't know. For like two seasons? We, two full years? We, we know how much a change of scenery helps people. I will say that. Yeah. No. So like... You, even if you have bad woes wherever you are, uh, more often than not, you go to somewhere else and you start hitting. You, you unlock whatever superpowers you needed and you just start hitting. Now, is it going to be so crazy that he's putting up insane monster numbers? No, I'm, I'm not saying that. But I think you get a solid 7 to 13 points on a good night. And I think that that helps this team a lot. If you get another big body in the paint like we needed who can just be a block and help DeAndre not have to just be the slow big vet that he is because he can't get to them half the time. So if you get both of them down there, it's helping. It definitely is helping. We're going to find out. I think it will be a big part. We'll find out after once the All-Star break is over. I think games start back on Tuesday or Wednesday. So, Blake I know Griffin, the Nets' first game is against the Celtics on Thursday. Yeah, so on Thursday, we'll see Blake Griffin in uniform most likely. 
who knows if he'll play in that first game, but he'll he'll be there. He'll be a he'll be a net at that point in time, and we'll get to see this new strange Big Five reunion kind of a thing, whatever Brooklyn's got going on over there. We'll see that in action, and we'll see if it's enough to conquer LeBron or I guess the Sixers even. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> and KD them. is rumored to be back post All Star break, so. Lack going on for have him on the court too. Now I, I want to pivot real quick to the the crux mm-hmm. of this episode outside of the All Star game. All Star game just happened, right? It's where we celebrate our great mm-hmm. players in the league and the ones that we give a lot of recognition to, right? But there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys who didn't get selected, or guys who maybe got selected who aren't as appreciated as they might be. So my question for you, Brooke is who is one of the most underappreciated, underrated guys in this league right now? We talk about him a lot. I don't know if we talk about him on air. I think we have a couple of times, but we definitely talk about him within with each other. He's one of the most underrated big men, in my opinion, in the league. I think what he brings to Orlando is really really dope but just he doesn't have the pieces around him to make a big make a big change there and we we've been hoping that he can get out of there for a while now but Nikola Vucevic man I think I think he's really really dope and doesn't get as much love in this league as he should yeah and I mean he was an all-star this year which is definitely an improvement I think he said what Mm -hmm. two or three time all-star so it's not like he doesn't get any love but I do think you are right in that he plays for the Magic, and the Magic have been teetering around the 6 to a 10 seed for the better part of the decade. He's never had, like, a true star around him. Like, his best player is, like, Evan Fournier and has been yeah. for, like, his entire time there. Unless you want to count Aaron Gordon, which I don't know if I really count. So I'm I'm not counting that. <laughs> so like his best player is Evan Fournier or some combination of another Evan Fournier type player, right? And the Magic haven't particularly been good. They haven't won a playoff series in a long time. But this is a guy who is the best rebounding and scoring big man in this league, I think, as a combination of the two. I think he's the best. He's been a twenty. Yeah, and he's 20 been with Orlando for nine years, and of three of those nine, he's averaged less than fifteen points a game. So the other six, he's been over, and the lowest that he gets is sixteen point five a game, and the rest are like nineteen, eighteen, and twenty. And this year, he's averaging twenty four point six points a game. Like you yeah, said, which with is the rebound, which is the well above his years, career high, might I add. Yeah, and the last three years rebounding, he's above double digits a game. Yeah, well, and in his only career, two years too, of the nine, he's been under up. double digits. Yeah, he's, for his career, he's averaging 10-3. So he's a career double-double guy. Yeah. it's. I think the main issue, too, with Vukovic is that the position itself just isn't lending itself to winning. You're not going to be a winning team yeah. with a team based around a good center. Like, the Jazz are great now because they eventually got Donovan, and Donovan is now the centerpiece. And now they get Connolly, too. And then Gobert is a fantastic 
asset and he's a fantastic center, but that team's not centered around him. Facts. And so the only big man team is Philly, right? Pretty much, yeah. And Philly's like, a I guess bit... you could say Denver too. Yeah, and I was kind of kind of circle around to that. Uh, those two guys are not big men. Like they're big, they're huge, but like they play like guards. They can they have dribble skills. They have outside shooting, mid range yeah. shooting. They can stretch the floor. They can take the ball up the court. These are not guys that are your prototypical big men, and they're the only two in the league really like that. So Vukovic doesn't really fall into that. I mean, he's a great shooter as well, but he, he's not somebody who's capable of dribbling it up the court and facilitating. Yeah. And that's a big part of that. So unless you're able to do the things that a guard can do, your team is not going to be built around you. Or if they are, it's not going to be a successful team. So that's the only reason that I think he's kind of gotten the short end of the stick there. Yeah, I definitely feel that, but talent-wise, it's there. And I being stuck in Orlando, I feel like the regular fan isn't really going to realize what he brings. And that's tough. But it is what it is. Hopefully he can get out of Orlando soon and get put on a decent team that will complement him. Or just Orlando finally decides to pull the trigger and get him some help. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to get that help from, but... I don't know either. I don't know. But it just it seems like the Magic are just okay with being mediocre. Yeah. And They're okay with being okay. Yeah. But who do you have? Well, what's your underappreciated, underrated player? So for me, it's still a young guy. He's only mm-hmm. 23 years old. Every single year he gets better. Every single year, he ups his percentages and pretty much everything. And he is... It's tough because the team doesn't play defense. So it's really hard for like his game to shine because he's going to have to do even more to kind of make up for that. And there's not a winning culture over there. But De'Aaron Fox is absolutely one of the most underappreciated guys in this league. Another great lefty, which there's a a ton of them in the league today, which is kind of interesting. He's getting better at the three-pointer, which is what the league is trending towards. He's the fastest guy in the league. By far. He makes things look so easy on the offensive end. And then he's averaging 23 this year, which is his career high by a lot. He's up the assists from his previous last year, 6-8. He's now at 7-6. He's a pretty darn good defender, partially because of the speed, right? Yeah. Can't get around him. Can't get around him. And this is just a guy who, like... When you watch him play, he plays so above his stats. Like, when when he's actually given the ball and given an opportunity to just, like, run the game, typically the offense moves really smoothly. And if it's not, it's because I've just missed shots from his teammates. Yeah. Or Sacramento being Sacramento. Yeah, and, you know, there's there's some, like, 
shrouds you can't get around. <laughs> and it seems like the Kings are one of those. But the Aaron Fox, aka Swipe of the Fox, is just Swipe of no swiping. He's he's just really, really fun to watch. I know a lot of people that are listening to this outside of KO aren't watching Kings games, and I don't blame you for that. But if you get a chance, because your team is playing the Kings, just keep an eye on De'Aaron, because De'Aaron is an absolute gem in this league. He hasn't been an all-star yet. He will be at some point. He's that good. He should be an all-star. But the West is just brutal. Send yeah. tweet. That's that's my that's my spiel. <laughs> that's my spiel. I really like De'Aaron Fox. I really do. Uh, I'm right there with you, bro. De'Aaron Fox is dope. Ever since it, he came into the league, especially from Kentucky, like he's been dope. Yeah, and I think a good way to describe it too is he came in the league with Malik Monk. They were teammates. They went to the same draft, and De'Aaron Fox is a fantastic cornerstone player and Malik Monk is kind of just a role player on the Charlotte like not to compare the guys they're friends like not, <laughs> not, I'm not here to do that but it is what it is like the, the guy can ball we saw what he could do in college and he's he's slowly slowly building that shot because that's always been the issue with him can he shoot the ball exactly and you know he's shooting 45% from the field Pretty darn good. And about and about thirty five from three. So once he starts getting that up a little bit, he's going to be even more dangerous. Because now you got to come play him outside, mm-hmm. and then you got to worry about that speed going back inside. Yeah. Mm mm. All right. We talked about our underappreciated. Give me an overappreciated player. Somebody who's overrated, doesn't deserve the love, the money, the the, the girls, whatever it might be. There's a few. There's a few. But it was hard to come up with one. But you, you say one one thing right there. You say the money. They, they don't deserve the money. Uh-oh. And I mean, I'm not I'm not the one to reach inside people's pockets. Uh-oh. But when they get a whole lot of money Uh-oh. from a team, it, it's just, it's tough. You look at it like, what are y'all doing? Like, this this is your king? This is your king? Is this your king? This is is Gordon your king? Hayward your king? Why are you running Gordon Hayward? I don't think it is. Like, he's putting up career points right now, 21.5 a game, but we still got a whole lot of basketball to play this year. But it's just, I don't know. Every year we look at Gordon Hayward and just like, okay, cool. Like, you put up 15 points, 20 points, cool. Nothing crazy. Get get a little assist here and there. Like, five, six rebounds a game. Cool. But it's never anything that's like, okay, your team is a lot better now because of you. But everybody acts like he's great. And especially Michael Jordan acts like he's fantastic. I don't remember what the numbers are for his contract, but we all know that it went through the roof for no reason. So... Gordon Hayward's my overappreciated. I'm looking up his contract right now. Um, let's find out. Four year, $128 million. Yeah, like you you cannot tell me that Gordon Hayward's worth that much money. That's actually insane. <laughs> That's like so you, you just can't. 
I'm, I'm not going to sit here and let you do that because <laughs> you can't. Is, is he even like and a now I understand. 20 points per game guy? He's not. Say that again? <laughs> I asked if he was a career 20 points per game guy, and he's not. In his career, Gordon Hayward, up to this point, to get – this is including this year, right, which is his most mm-hmm. per season, averages yeah. 15.6 points a game. Yeah, it's it's tough. So like you're in 2016, paying, 17, he had twenty one point nine. You're paying twenty eight million dollars a year for sixteen points a game. A career. Yeah, like so, are you really dipping all the way back to twenty fourteen to twenty fifteen when he had nineteen a game? Because outside of that, like last year he had seventeen and then I get the year before that was a rebound year coming off of an injury. Yeah, and injuries 11. have been an 5. issue, but so, like, I won't hold that against him, but, like, come on now. It, we're that, giving, that's a lot We're of giving you that much money based on what you did four years ago? Yeah, like, stop it. Yeah, stop it. Especially now, with, like, now the he team is balling that out they this could year, be though. building. He is. Like, he, he's doing decent. But, again, there's still a lot of basketball to play. Are you going to be able to keep those numbers where they are? I don't think so. Yeah. Also, so. it's, I do want to point out that literally everybody scoring numbers are inflated this year. Everybody yep. is scoring more outside of Draymond Green. He's the only one, <laughs> which is bananas. That's a whole different conversation for a different podcast. But everybody is scoring a lot more. So career highs in scoring is not like the end-all, be-all stat to call somebody getting better this year just because, like, exactly everybody is. Because if we look at his other numbers, his assists are down, his rebounding's down, his turnovers are up, his yep. steals are up, but, I mean, whoopee. That's important. I'll say it. That's important. It is, but... His percentages are way much. up, and that's the... Or, actually, I'm looking at the wrong guy. Are his percentages up? No, his percentages are down. Last year, he was shooting 50. He's at 48 right now. A little bit better from three. About 2% higher, but... Yeah. Free throw percentage, pretty much. Free free throw percentage, he's at his career high right now. So, shout out. See, the issue with the NBA... And it's not even a bad issue. It just is an issue. Contracts are really bad. Like, really, really bad. Buddy yeah. Heald is making four-year $94 million. <laughs> This Gordon Hayward deal we just talked about, four-year 128 Andrew Wiggins is making 147 five years. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> This Blake Griffin deal that just got bought out, before he got bought out, the deal was five years, $171 million. Insane. And he was shooting 31% from three. Insane. And then John Wall, four years, $171 million. It's just bananas as well, but... Now, that that all... Give you the pass just because you Super had Super Max big is when he got it, and yeah, yeah. So it's, it's tough, but unfortunate. No, but let's see what this you is got. a fresh one. That's the issue. Gordon was bad, or like not 
fantastic and then got this contract. Those guys were at least good before they got those contracts. Yeah, that that's the weird part about it. Again, Gordon Hayward's just like he's just one of those players that's like, all right, you you come to the team, you're there, but not you get this big contract to come to a team to be that guy. Yeah. And that's what they thought they were doing. So yep, shout yep, out. Yep. All right. Now I'm gonna tell you my most overrated player. I don't think this is a stretch. Okay. I feel like this is pretty good. It's on the same basis as the money, too. Like it's almost the exact same argument. The only flaw okay. in my argument is that his team is winning. <laughs> okay. And that's Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is not that good. I'll say it. Tobias Harris is making far too much money to be the team's third best scoring option when the second best scoring option is a not that good player himself in Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons almost took it on this list for me. Ben Simmons was on my list for me. But Ben Simmons, like, all right, he's he's having a decent year this year. So we're gonna give him a pass again. Philly's playing really well. This is probably Ben Simmons' best year of his career. I'm gonna give him a little bit of a pass, right? Yeah, I'm not going to crap on him all the time. I don't like him, but I'm not going to crap on him all the time. <laughs> Tobias Harris, on the other hand, five years, $180 million. He's shooting 40% from three, which is a career high. He's averaging 20 points a game, which is not his career high. <laughs> and he, he's like a 16-per-game type of guy throughout his career, right? Yeah. He's not a plus defender. Like, when you're looking at guys you're giving this type of money to that are quote-unquote 3 and D type of guys, because that's really, in essence, what he should be. He's not dribbling the ball up the court. He's not facilitating, right? Like, he, he's averaging three assists a game. Like, whoop-de-doo, right? $180 million for those 20 points. That's where the issue lies. Like, if he's just a normal contract player, like, he's great. Like, he, he's not even in this conversation right now. Yeah. But the fact that you give him that much money and he's giving you this. Well, and I think the fact is, too, like, again, this is – you're giving your third option this type of money. What yeah. are you doing? It's weird. Unless your third option is Clay Thompson, which is the case of the Warriors – a couple of years ago, or if you look at Brooklyn now, you're giving Kyrie however much you're giving him. Sure, because this is a bona fide All Star. He's a bona fide star. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's a multi-time champion, or one-time champion, I guess. Kyrie only is. Yeah. Like that's okay. That's fine. Tobias Harris is the guy you brought in to replace Jimmy Butler. Just so that you could say you brought somebody in. But you lost a much better player in Jimmy Butler because you couldn't keep him happy. Because the organization Facts. is just dog water. You, you lose a much better player offensively and defensively, in my opinion. I mean, Jimmy Butler's not a good three-point shooter. So, like, we can, we can confirm that. Like, he's just not. But Jimmy Butler just brought his team to the finals, and he's the only all-star on that team. Mm-hmm. This team has three quote-unquote all-stars, and they haven't made it past the second round. Mm. 
And Tobias Harris is part of the issue. Now, again, right now they're the one seed or two seed in the East. It's halfway through the year. I expect them to end up as the two or three seed, probably the three seed. And that's only because Boston stinks. If Boston was actually yeah, as good think... as they were supposed to be, this team would be a four seed. Yeah. I definitely think Brooklyn and Milwaukee slide up one. Oh, for sure. Philly just jumps down under Milwaukee. Well, and if Philly, Philly's actually been shooting the ball really great, and I expect that to absolutely fall down unless Seth Curry can just will them to victory, shooting the ball and stretching the, floor, the court. Because you know you're not going to get that from uh, Danny Green. Not getting it from Danny Green, not getting it from Ben Simmons. You're going to maybe sometimes get it from Tobias. Again, he's shooting 40% from three, so like that's pretty okay. That's like respectable. I'm just mad. I'm just mad at this Tobias Harris contract. I'm mad that this was a guy who was an afterthought on the Suns and the Clippers. I think it's a max contract in Philly. Blows my yeah, mind. Like I said, you, you get a normal contract, and these numbers are great. He's a great third option. You're not mad. Everybody's happy. But you're getting star money for role player stats. I also apologize. I said Suns. I meant Detroit. On the high, confused those. I meant Detroit. Whatever. <laughs> doesn't matter. Nah, doesn't matter. Still dog water. <laughs> Still bad teams. But yeah, like he was over. He was afterthoughts on like those teams. Unless you were like a big fan and like he was the only thing you're clinging to. But even when he was on like Detroit, people were looking at like Stanley Johnson to be the guy. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this the is Clippers. a malicious episode today. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was mad. I woke up angry. Who hurt you, bro? Do you, you need to talk about something? <laughs> I woke up angry. We, we can get away from the sport for a little money. bit. You need to talk we're, about something. I'm good, bro. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Who hurt you? All I know is I'm happy that my boy Mike Conley got his first All Star game after years of deserving it. He has been one of the elite point guards in this league. For the last decade, he was part of those Memphis gritty teams that were really fun in the playoffs. Now he's part of the one seed Jazz. There's a common denominator between teams winning and having Mike Connolly. That's all I'm going to say. Now, they haven't won a championship. He hasn't won that. But he's typically been, like, the best player on his team. So this is, like, the first time he's not. Yeah. I feel that. Now... We we almost just went past this whole episode missing one supposed to be big event for All Star Weekday, oh. the dunk contest. We ain't even talk about it. There's a reason for that. We there's a reason, but we ain't we ain't even touch on it. So Cassius Stanley was gonna throw out. She's gonna throw him out. Wasn't wasn't yeah. good. Big stinky. So then you got Obi Toppin versus Anthony Simons. And I don't really know what to feel about this. I feel like Obi had way cooler dunks. He missed. Yeah. So I guess they they held a lot of weight with Anthony being a smaller player, only being six three. They held a lot of weight with that with his dunks. Yeah. Because all all he really did was take the ball off the backboard, dunk it. Anthony's dunks were I jump high. That was the dunk. Yeah. 
Look at yeah, me. Like he I tried to high. kiss the rim, got yeah. scared, pulled back, went in for the kiss with the girl. She, he saw her eyes were still open. She was shook. He pulled away. <laughs> then he texted so, her later that night, I should have kissed you. Uh, I should have. <laughs> and then <laughs> the message didn't even say delivered. And now he's Aww. just, hey, Siri, he's, play Marvin's Room. He's blocked. So, so <laughs> hey, Siri, don't don't turn on. Put my yeah, phone down. But, I mean, <laughs> Anthony did have some ups, and he pretty much just won off the strength of that because his dunks were really bland. But he got up there. Yeah. He didn't miss a dunk. Um, Obi dunked over his dad and another all-star, Julius Randle. I thought that dunk was really cool. He brought it down and up and around. He windmilled it, too. Yeah. And then he did the, the Zach Levine dunk from a couple of years ago, which was also very cool. Not not as good as Levine. No, 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 no. The Levine one was nuts. It was fluid. It was smooth. But he yeah. did that, that dunk. That came from the free throw line, pretty much, Levine's. Yeah. He did that dunk, though. I think he did, like, a half step in. So, like, damn yeah. Uh But, yeah, Anthony. So, I don't know how, how those two, you don't like hold the type of dunk more than just oh you're short and you dunk high like spud webb was over there with the judges like hey 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 hey, hey that's my guy right here give it to him shirt kings shirt kings we have a billion today <laughs> and dominique was like all right spud no problem we'll, we'll, we'll no get smoke, you bro i don't want no smoke <laughs> but yeah so, so it, anthony it wins weird. it that rounds out all the skills kind of competitions again Sabonis, yeah, this was Curry, halftime. Anthony. Yeah, this was at halftime, too. What did you think of that? I liked it. It was just... I liked the dunk contest having more people. Yeah. I like so, all the events having more people. Everything was condensed down to... Well, the three-point had the same normal amount. And the skills did, too, I think. Um, No, skills usually has one more group of people i believe i think both usually have about eight people each and i think they only had six oh, okay yeah gotcha yeah I, I mean that's fine six is whatever but dunk contest going from was it five or six to three that's tough it's usually only four is it really yeah it's usually four the bottom two get knocked out and then you do the championship round. Hmm. And this, they only did one dunk for the championship round and just picked who did the better dunk. I didn't like that. They picked who did the better dunk. I still think they should have did scores. Yeah, because it's not even the better dunk that won. Yeah. It's if like the better sc- storyline behind the dunk. If you do if you do score, like, I don't know. Like, it's like Dwight going into the phone booth and changing into Superman. Like, it has the better story. Like, it's cool. That Dwight one was really cool. Stop it, it was. That, it it definitely was. was a <laughs> it, it was nuts. But still, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it's weird. All right, guys. But that's all we got for you this week. I hope you enjoyed All-Star Weekend. We sure did. We got a couple of days off from the NBA. It'll be coming back later this week. In the meantime, you got some spring training baseball to watch, so keep your eyes out on that. We have a countdown going on for the days until opening day, and I believe we're at 23 days away until opening pitch. Yep. So baseball is on the horizon. 
March Madness is coming up. Keep an eye out on that. We will be having a spectator's bracket. I don't know if we're going to have any prizes or not for it yet. We haven't actually discussed that. But we will be having a bracket that we would love to have all of you to be a part of. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure you guys follow us on all of our social medias, including TikTok, at underscore the spectators. We're trying to put some fun content on there for you guys. Make sure you throw us a follow. Check us out on YouTube at The Spectators. And we'll see you guys next week. Later, everybody. Be safe. Peace. See you next week.